Why don't we just rise up to our feet, please? We'll make our declaration, and then we're going to uh, proceed into receiving God's word this morning. So if you've got your Bibles, why don't you raise it high up in the air? Let's say this out loud, bold, and strong together. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I am blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a child of His blessing to many people. I receive His word. I believe His word. And I live by His word. Christ is my master. And to Him... I am in absolute surrender in Jesus' name. Amen. Could you please remain standing? This morning we are delighted to have our dear brother Benny Prasad and his wife, Zan Benny as well. Right? Zan, come. Please come. Yeah. Uh, this morning and uh, Benny has been with us. Several times before, many of you know his story, you know his life, you know his ministry. And we're just honored that he would come and be with us this morning. And this is the first time he's coming as a married man, right? So it's that much more special. So let's welcome Benny and his wife. God bless you. Please be seated. Thank you. And uh, before we set up, we'll just quickly play the video, please. Yeah, thank you. Been depressed or had suicidal tendencies, then welcome to Chai 3.16, India's only antidepressant cafe in Bengaluru, where you are served free tea by certified psychiatric counselors who listen to your problems. There is nothing like a hot cup of flavored tea to start or end your day with. Yes, it's got antioxidants like polyphenols, which is a great way to keep good physical health. But ever heard of tea being an antidepressant? Welcome to Chai 3.16, India's only free chai stall where the waiter or waitress serves you tea along with a friend. That's right, Chai 3.16 is a cafe where one can order for chai and the waiter and waitress who serve you chai become your friend and listen to your problems. All the people working for Chai 3.16 are not just any friend. These guys are certified counsellors and work towards helping their customers beat depression and suicidal tendencies. I contemplated to commit suicide because nobody wanted me and nobody could think that there was any good thing left in me. And the teachers usually were always, they used to use this word, you are useless, you are hopeless, you are good for nothing. And these words, after a certain point, they become part of your life. The volunteers, including Benny at Chai 3.16, are proud to be called as waiter or waitresses and claim that it gives them immense happiness to help people beat depression or suicidal tendencies. I was excited. It's good to be a waitress sometimes. 
And um, more than just being a waitress, working with Chai excited me more because uh, what we do here in Chai is not just being a waitress, but we cater to the people's need. It's been a year since Chai 3.6 began and the customers have only increased in number. Some of the customers have made it a ritual to visit the cafe every day and believe that just having someone to share your problems can make a big difference in fighting depression. When I initially started coming here, I was really uh, ashamed of my life because there was a lot of things that were happening and I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really in the place to talk to people. But then as I uh, began coming here, I started talking to a lot of people. Um, so it's been, it's been such a blessing for me because uh, people here don't judge you based on what you've been through, but uh, they look at you as the person you are. Bengaluru is also called as the suicide capital of India. Dr. Benny Prasad wants to change this image India has and is working to start more such cafes in our country to save the youth from the claws of death and help them realize their true potential. Bangalore is the suicide capital of India. We talk about IT capital, we talk about so many things, but what a sad title to have. And uh, we want to see that change. And we have just started off with a small initiative of being available for young boys and girls at the point of their need. And I really hope that uh, there will be other people around the world who want to take up the similar concept and just do something good to the society without expecting. Failure, success, joy or pain, nothing is permanent in life. It is all about finding your purpose in life and the world will seem a much better place to live in. With a cafe like Chai 3.16, you now know that you're not alone. There is someone waiting to serve you chai with a friend. Vivek Vinayak, Newsline, Bengaluru. Okay. Good morning, everyone. Oh, yes, thank you. Um, it's a joy for us to be here um, to minister. And thank you, Pastor, for this wonderful opportunity, even though I self-invited myself to come here. But thank you for uh, giving the opportunity to be here. Um, this is my wonderful wife. Her name is Zan Beni. And Zan Beni is her uh, real name. Uh, people think that why did she take up Benny and other things, but that's how she was born. And uh, except that the spelling is different, in the end it ends with an I and mine ends with a Y. And uh, recently when we were doing a concert in Dubai, uh, there was an Iranian flautist and he came and told us that Zan Benny in Persian means wife of Benny. So that was, uh, that was really so wonderful. And might be some of you are thinking, oh, I wish my husband would have the same name, my wife would have. But imagine, it took me 40 years in the wilderness. So, are you willing to spend that time is the question, you know. Uh, and uh, we got married uh, on the 6th of August in 2016. And I'm still recovering. But, uh, 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 but, but you see that um, we wanted to be an example to the society. Because Indian weddings are lavish and foolish. And they spend so much of money into that one day and uh, they suffer for the rest of their lives. So we just wanted to be a good example because the society gives you ideas but they never pay your bills. And uh, so why should we just give in to this thing? So we knew that we cannot cut down people because ASAP doesn't really work in our culture. So we thought let's focus on the food part. Now if the food is good in a wedding, you'll remember the couple for a week. If the food is bad, then you'll remember for a month. 
but if you don't serve food at all they'll remember the couple for a lifetime and so that's what uh, happened uh, uh, we didn't serve any food at our wedding we just served snacks tea and coffee and it was perfectly fine nobody died everything was good and i'll tell you we saved up so much money that we were able to bless a family who needed money to renovate their house and some of the couple would come and say oh i wish you would have told me 40 years ago i would have really saved a lot of money because so much of things go into that one day and they've completely forgotten about the other part of life and that is more important and i want to tell you there is so much we can do if we choose to live a wise life rather than trying to prove to the society who we are and you know your lifestyle should prove who you are even even the car we chose to go and two auto rickshaws actually and uh, it was it was great uh, of course it was my idea one month ago but everybody thought i was crazy but the day before the wedding suddenly it became a revelation for people so they said let's do it so we we went and it was so amazing that one line people stood to take pictures with us and another line people stood to take pictures with the auto rickshaw as though they've never seen it before but we can do wonders with simple things simplicity can speak volumes in life today and sometimes we think that we need all these things in order to be effective in this world but i'll tell you we can use simplicity and being content with what god has given us and then be useful and before um, uh, i share from the word my wife is going to sing and again both of us we are not trained uh, musicians uh, we are actually educationally very compatible too my wife is 9 standard appeared and i'm 10 standard failed so so in that way also we are very compatible but uh, i could not finish my 10 standard because the school teachers told me that i was not worth studying so they threw me out of school but i tell the world that i couldn't finish my studies because the indian educational system was not up to my standard and uh, they threw me but in spite of our weaknesses and shortcomings according to the world today god can use our lives because we have discovered the talents he has given us and those talents we nurture and we try to give our best so parents try to discover the talents your children have not the neighbors children because many times we are so busy comparing our children that we are never satisfied no and young boys and girls education is good as long as it equips your call if it doesn't equip you what is the point you have a certificate but it means nothing so enjoy the song i will run to you
very much. You have to always thank your wife publicly, very important. And um, today I'm going to speak on excuses. Uh, probably I come once a year here, so please bear with me if today's service goes a little longer than usual. Um, and I'm going to speak on no more excuses. And um, imagine how your day would look if you get up with this this morning. Um, I was very tired by the time we came back last night and thought I'll have a little extended morning and suddenly I get a call and then I check the email and again get a call. And this is what this guy says. Hey, I want to commit suicide 
but with dignity and self-respect. That is with a gun. Because jumping from building is scary. I don't believe in God, neither in Jesus, nor whatever gods. I'm a bit skeptic also. So try to call back. I'm waiting for you to call back. And then he sends a message saying, I tried to call him. He said, I'm going to call you at 8 o'clock. So everything was so much of a suspense. And then, then he sends me his picture. And then he says, this is who I am. And I'm going to call you at 8 o'clock. And at 8 o'clock, he spoke to me. For about 15 minutes, we were on the phone. So many questions. And he says, every day I read the newspapers. And I'm really fed up with seeing the number of rapes that have happened. And he says, I blame God for this. I said, why? He said, because of, uh, I don't think humans are doing this. It is some kind of a force that is pushing them. So I told, them, I told him about sin and Satan. He said, well, God created Satan. So if God did not create Saint, uh, Satan, then this wouldn't have happened. He went on with these things. And it went a long way for 40, uh, 50 minutes of conversations. And then he talked about free will. He says, no, we are all puppets. So I told him that, I have free will. He says, no, you don't have. I said, I had the choice to answer your call. If I didn't want to, I could have rejected your call. Then he kept quiet. He started to think. And it went on. So finally, I challenged him. Why don't you read the Bible? For within one month, you can finish. Because he says, I have nothing to do. I said, you read the whole Bible in one month's time. And it was amazing that he agreed for that. I said, take it as a challenge. I said, you are a stubborn guy. I am a stubborn guy. We understand each other very well. So let's try with this. And finally, he said, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to call you back after one month, after finished reading the Bible. And I pray and hope that he would be able to find true answers while reading the Bible. Because he will be able to get the complete picture of sin, Satan, God, salvation, and eternal life. But these are tough questions that the world is asking. If God is still loving, why is so much of pain and war? Recently, a girl came up to me and uh, she was a Buddhist. She said, Benny, if God is so loving, why did he allow war? Because her father died in the Kargil war. So these are questions young boys and girls are asking. How do you believe that there is heaven and hell when you have not even seen that? How do you believe that life, there is life after death? If Jesus truly came to set us free from sin, does that mean that if I become a Christian, will I stop sinning? If you say no, then the question is, what is the difference between sinning before having Jesus and sinning after having Jesus? If I'm anyway going to commit sin after having Jesus, then why did Jesus even die on the cross? These are young boys and girls asking tough questions. And I'll tell you, it's not been easy. Just think about yourself. You get to work, you get to meet Thousands of people in a given year. People from different faith. In the last year itself, how many people got to bring one person into God's kingdom? Not just one decision, but a sustained decision where they are still continuously walking with the Lord. It is tough. Especially urban evangelism is very tough. And that's why we, we have decided that after two years of running Chai 316, we said no matter how much we have studied with our theological knowledge, 
but when it comes to talking to young boys and girls today or the corporates we need to be equipped in order to speak into their lives otherwise they bring their confused knowledge then they even confuse us when we are not equipped and we are going to start off an apologetics discipleship training school five months residential training school from the 1st of april onwards chai 316 and this is mainly to equip people who are in the corporate sectors in the urban cities in the universities is how to defend the gospel as a christian because being a witness is a call for all of us now being a pastor being an evangelist all these can be different but being a witness of christ is a call for all of us and it's important that we take that call seriously but how can we speak and defend the gospel when we are not even equipped ourselves and amazing speakers have agreed five days they will be each week they will live with the students and they will be equipping in every aspect from humanities biblical world view how to even read the bible for one hour every day and not get bored what do you do with jesus for one hour alone in the room how can you have quiet time with him and these are the things we are trying to deal with in during this time and at the end if anyone is interested please come and talk to us it's amazing people who have decided to even come and take it seriously two girls are a hostess with qatar airways they've applied leave for 5 months to come and do that one is a medical doctor one is a registered nurse and it's amazing to see that it is not just people who have failed and have no other college to go so that's why they want to do bible college no it is people who are who are doing well in life and yet feel the necessity that i cannot just simply sit there you know it will be so amazing that when we when we look at a corporate jobs as our mission field that you're going there because you're going to share christ if that is your goal then even if you're going to get fired you are going with that intention that i might get fired so i'll still share the gospel if you go with that mindset it will be so different than looking at the corporate place as the only place for us to make money but what is your excuse for not sharing christ and i'll go through with my own personal journey with these excuses from uh, the life of moses just read from exodus chapter 3 verse 11 to 14 Exodus chapter 3 verses 11 to 14 if you have a if you have a bible please turn into that if you don't have a bible sit next to a christian so moses answered um i'll start off again chapter 3 of exodus verse 11 onwards i'll read from message translation moses answered god but why me what makes you think that i can go i could ever go to pharaoh and lead the children of israel out of egypt i'll be with you god said and this will be the proof that i am the one who sent you when you have brought my people out of egypt you will worship god right here and at this very mountain then moses said to god suppose i go the people of israel and i tell them the god of your fathers sent me to you and they ask me what is his name what do i tell them god said to moses i who i am tell the people of israel i am sent me to you 
somebody had sent me this whatsapp text and it was that is what triggered me to start working on this message the day zacchaeus climbed the tree short people lost their right to use height as an excuse the day david killed goliath young people lost their right to use age as an excuse the day joseph became prime minister illegal immigrants lost their right to use status as an excuse the day the woman with issue of blood used her last strength to touch the hem of jesus's garment weak people lost their right to use weakness as an excuse the day the widow dropped her offering poor people lost their right to use poverty as an excuse the day daniel met the lions fear pe- fearful people lost their right to use death as an excuse the day grace came through jesus christ the lost people lost their right to use sin as their excuse so what is your excuse today first one in chapter 3 verse 11 and 12 moses says i am unworthy who am i that's the question who am i the world we live in when we have to go and share the gospel who am i i have not even done my theological studies i have not even read the whole bible once who am i to share about jesus that's an amazing excuse we use Moses answered God and he said but why me what makes you think that i could ever go to pharaoh if someone comes and says come on you are called to being a witness of jesus why me why me or sometimes you know working in the corporate sectors it's you know your giving becomes bigger your tithing becomes bigger and then you ask the question why me i'm already giving my tithe and offering and i'm even giving a special missions offering why me to share the gospel why me but it's a witness we are called to being witness because that's what jesus commanded us in the great commission see god does not want us to be freelancing he wants us to be dependent on him why me because god chose you and he wants you to be dependent on him that's the first thing is he chose you to be a witness of jesus christ that's very important now this message is mainly speaking to people who are followers of jesus christ if there's anyone who has not followed christ wholeheartedly as your personal savior you know please don't get offended if there are some stories that might hit you harder might feel like it's just too much but i'm telling you the reality and the truth and sometimes you say god can you really use me with all my weaknesses we focus so much on our weaknesses that we have completely forgotten the strengths and i'll take you through a journey with my stories from the nations and all of them are real stories you can show the first picture please now this lady i met her in antigua and she will come up very soon yes there she is she won't come here okay no problem if she doesn't come also uh and she you can see that she has long nails can you see that you see it was so distracting that it attracted me to talk to her so i told her why do you have long nails and that's when she said let me tell you and she started to tell her stories that as a child she could never grow her nails she always used to bite her nails 
So somebody challenged her and told that you can never grow your nails in your life. She's from Antigua in the Caribbean island. So she took that as a challenge and she wanted to prove her willpower, her stubbornness, and she started to grow. And at the age of 17, she had an encounter with Jesus Christ and she gave her life to Jesus. Part of that, Jesus transformed her stubbornness. So she took the nail clipper to cut her nails off and that's when the voice of the Lord told her, don't cut your nails, use that as a testimony to share the gospel. And it's an amazing idea, incredible. Anywhere, she says, I go to the shop, I go to the bus stop, anywhere. People look at my nails and they'll say, oh, why do you have long nails? And then she'll tell, she tells, okay, let me tell you my story. And she starts to tell her story. And through her nails and her story, she's able to lead so many people to Christ. What is your excuse today? Might be you're thinking, God, I'm such a horrible person. I'm such a weak person. I'm such a sinner. I don't think I can even be worthy to share the good news. But I'll tell you, you can talk about your transformed story of how Jesus transformed you from a horrible person to who you are. That's what this guy told me this morning. He said, what happened when you heard the voice of Jesus at 16? I told him the first thing happened was my temper came down. I used to be a very angry person. At one point, I even took a brick to kill my mother because she came in between when I wanted to kill my brother. This is who I was. And he was amazed. He says, it could have been the gravitational force that changed. I said, no, I'm fine. I'm here on this earth. I don't fly on my own. He says, no, gravitational power is the most powerful one. I said, then how come the aeroplanes defy the gravitational power? He had no answer for that. But you see that what is your excuse today? Saying that who am I? But look at me. I'm a 10 standard failure. Schools did not even accept me. I was considered so bad that nobody wanted me. Even my voice, my voice sounds like a girl on the phone. And it's just so hard to talk to people when they get confused, are you a man or a woman? And so it was hard when I grew up as a kid. I, I said, God, you didn't even give me a manly voice to even speak. So I always hid myself. And that's how I picked up the guitar, thinking that I can hide behind my instrument. But you see, God ended up using me talking more than just my instrument. And I questioned God, God, why me? Sometimes you might be thinking, Benny, my language is not good. My voice does not have the exact tone as a good orator. I'll tell you, recently we had a drug addict come and break our glass door. We were counseling him and then he got lost and then he went high on drugs and he jumped into the gate at 3 o'clock in the morning and by 7 o'clock he started to bang the door and one of our glass doors was broken. And as a result of that, out of security reasons, we had to call the police. And first time, and they rushed to the spot. The Hoysala police arrived so quickly. I was amazed, so impressed about the police. And as soon as they rushed, I started to talk in Kannada, telling what all happened. And the guy says, okay, okay, hold on, wait. Where is the lady who spoke to me? Where is the lady who called? So I had to tell him, sir, it is me. 
I sound like a lady, but it is me. And you know what? He said, this is amazing. The police said, you know, it is good you have a voice like this. Because whenever a lady calls, we attend very quickly. See? And now when I look back, you see, in the big picture of God, he does not make mistakes. You know? And the police were appreciating my voice. It was so now you know, when you have a problem, ask your wife to call. Not you, please. But God does not make a mistake. What is your excuse today? Are you saying, God, who am I? Who am I? But what is needed is saying, God, here am I. Use me. Second one. Says, who are you? That's his question. Who are you? He says, I am unknowing. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your father sent me to you. And they ask, what is your name? What do I tell them? You see, he says, God, I don't even know you enough. I don't even know your name. And you're telling me to go and speak to these people. Might be some of you are sitting here and saying, God, I don't even know the books of the Bible. How can you use me? God, I don't even get up in the morning to pray. Can you use me? What is your question? What is your excuse? And here he says, see Moses is pleading for ignorance here. The children of Israel probably knew more about the gods of Egypt than they did of their own God. They needed education. Do you know how powerful God is? Do you know how strong he is? In fact, I always ask the question, how much of room do you give for God to be God in your life? Now, when we were raided by the police once, and I was like, God, what do we do? We were looking at all the other ways to, to really get rid of this problem. We were accused of converting people. The next day, they came for another raid. And what do you do? Do you shut down the doors or what? But that's when we prayed and said, God, let you show your power. It was amazing. When the police came, instead of hiding, we took them on a full tour of the whole building. And I shared my whole story, my testimony of being a broken man, 16, I was at the verge of committing suicide and had an encounter with Jesus, led me into breaking the world record. And this is who I am. In the end, the police were so moved that this man, he said, Sir, this place is so peaceful. Whenever I have problems, I want to come and share my problems here. You see, can we look? Can we look on the other side? Why do we always look on the negative side? Why can't we allow God to do a miracle when things happen like that? God says, so Moses says, I am unknowing. Let me share a couple of stories from Tibet. You can show this next picture, please. This was in Tibet. When I got invited to speak in this place, I struggled thinking, how will I? The final altitude when I reached there was 4,677 meters above sea level. That is halfway Mount Everest. And the Chinese government gave me 72 hours visa to go in and come out. And the journey is tough. The altitude is so high. You need time to get acclimatized. But I have 72 hours to go in, minister and come back into a Buddhist region where there are about 140 kids and one of the sons of the Lama 
asked me to come and perform as a world record holder and when i went there my question was god how can i how can i play how can i reach this altitude i only have 40% lungs i can't even breathe properly on 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 a normal ground how will i reach to this place you see so many questions because we are louis using our human experiences to define who god is but god is beyond our human limitations and god said benny i can strengthen you i can acclimatize you just like that we know god can do it but the question is can god do it for me can god do that for me so i took that went to the top of this place the next picture please and when i reached this place you know there, there was these kids and first thing i asked them do you have a heater and they said sorry we don't have heaters i said then i can't perform because my fingers are already freezing it is so cold there and i have arthritis i have every genuine justified excuse why i cannot play and i've been to places where i could not perform because of the cold and i'm sitting there and thinking okay let me just share my story not play but the kids love to see the guitar that's when i said god look at these people please somehow see if they can find a heater somewhere but you see the way god thinks is so different truly his ways are higher than our ways then he says benny don't you think that i can heat up your fingers keep it warm at this altitude i said god yes you can do it but i just want to remind you this is 4677 meters above you see sometimes we like to update god as though he has forgotten to see your last news you know and physically it is not possible at that altitude no ac and they are used to things and being a guitarist you can't cover your fingers and and you see do you know that god can do that is a question might be you are at a, a crossroads in your life some decisions to make might be experience says that this is the only way to do maybe give some bribe compromise your faith a bit here take a shortcut over here might be you're thinking of different ways because that's what everybody does but can you allow god to do the impossible we know those scriptures with man it is impossible with god all things are possible it's a nice sticker to put on the car but do you really believe that and do you have examples of that and here i said okay god i'm going to take my guitar normally i do one hour i ended up doing one and a half hours had zero problems with my joints with my bones and i was able to perform for one and a half hours with these kids sharing my testimony and my story the third one he says i'm unauthorized based on people's reaction moses objected they won't trust me they won't listen to a word i say they're going to say god appeared to him hardly see when god calls on us to preach teach or lead in some way we are afraid that people will not accept our leadership if your ministry is from god god will authenticate what you do if your ministry is from the lord god will surely authenticate you he will surely provide he will surely give you the strength 
for me after reaching a certain level it was hard to talk about jesus it was really difficult the higher you reach the more famous you become the less of jesus is known because it's all about your achievements it's all about what you have done same thing you know imagine when you join the office as an ordinary person you could pray you could do so many things as soon as you become a ceo you have to really even remove the bible verses in your office you have to hide the cross somewhere in the corner because you want to be a very neutral person that is the tough part of climbing the ladder of success it is very difficult to make jesus known see when you are a nobody you you get to share jesus it comes automatically but when you become somebody you have to be intentional in talking about jesus yesterday at one of the events there was a band called rubber band and they have a guinness world record for doing the longest number of monday thank god it's monday shows in the whole year so this band came up to me and they said wow we have watched your videos and all these things and how did you design the guitar how did the idea come about and we have 5 minutes with them i could have talked so many things they asked me about my travel they asked me about my world record they asked me about my bongo guitar and i'll tell you it was and all of them are non christians and it was so easy for me to just share about my achievement and walk out in good spirit but i had to intentionally make that effort by saying invited to perform for the 40th national day celebrations of the united arab emirates it was a big event a great event an amazing event a privileged event for event for me there were two chief guests i was the chief artist and the other chief guest was the governor of dubai abdullah salah he is the one who wrote the banking laws of united arab emirates i know that i'm going into a country that is not necessarily a christian nation the event is celebration of the 40th national day but how can i keep jesus secret the situation does not allow you to do that and so you have to be intentional you have to be you, you want to make sure that somehow you bring the gospel out it has to be something inside that compels you to do that you have to be passionate that even even if the circumstance does not allow you will find a creative way how to be as wise as serpent and harmless as dove and for me an event like this was a big event but it's not an event to talk about jesus but it's my life at 16 i want to die i'm 42 jesus gave me eternal life how can i keep it secret it's the good news so i designed this hat when i broke the world record and you can show the next picture please So I wore this hat because I knew that in front of him I could only talk a normal talk. But I wore my hat and I presented him my world map. And because of that the next day I got an opportunity to go into his office and spend 30 minutes closed door one on one with him 
to share my testimony of how Jesus transformed my life. If I, if I would have hidden that opportunity, I would have missed out. See, at the most, what would have happened? He would have been upset. He would have called the organizers. They said, why did you bring a guy like this? They would have deported me. That's it. Can't get worse than that because you are an officially invited person. So they will officially send you back also. You see, it can't get worse than that. Little bit of your pride will go down. That's it. And why do we miss out on opportunities? What is your excuse for not talking about Christ on a daily basis? Yes, the circumstances might not seem. Recently, a senior manager from SAP came to me and asked me, how do you share the good news in your, uh, at Chai 316? We told them that we are not ashamed of Christ, but we are wise as serpents and harmless as dove. So I asked him, do you get to share the gospel in your office? He says, according to the management and the laws, we cannot talk anything about religion. I said, how about taking someone out for coffee or for dinner and then sharing Christ? He says, even that is not allowed. I was telling my staff, imagine if the disciples would have said this to Jesus. Imagine the people who sacrificed their lives to come into India to share the good news of Jesus that your forefathers or your fathers or you yourself got to hear the gospel. If they would have said, according to the management of the laws of our country, we cannot talk about Jesus. How will the gospel spread? How will people experience eternal life? But yet, we use this convenient excuse by saying, according to the laws and the management, we cannot do that. But I'm talking about, it is a matter of eternal life. It is not a matter of getting a good job. It is eternal life. And anything can happen at any moment. And you have to be intentional. Ask God, and this is what I, happened. I was intentional that I will somehow share Jesus, if not with my words, at least with my props, that I'll share Jesus. Fourth one. I'm unable. That is, I can't speak well. That's what Moses' excuse was. Moses raised another objection to God. Master, please, I don't talk well. I've never been good with words, neither before nor after you spoke to me. I stutter and stammer. Moses appeals to what he saw as his handicap, slow to speech. We use those as an excuse for not sharing about Jesus. We use our weaknesses. And these are justified, genuine weaknesses. But don't you think that Jesus can use the weak parts to showcase his strength? I remember when Jesus said, Benny, I want you to travel to every country in the world. I said, Jesus, how is that possible? I have an Indian passport and at the time it was a weak passport. Being a missionary with YWAM, I had 1,000 rupees a month. You see, I had every reason why this is not going to be possible. I have weak health. I was hit by a javelin at the age of 12. I have a problem with my spine. I can't sit in a position for more than half an hour. I had so many excuses. I said, God, I've been on oxygen so many times in my life. What will happen when there is an emergency when I'm traveling? And yet Jesus says, Benny, I can, I can use you. And he took that. You can show the world map, please. For those who have not seen that, that is how God took me to every country in the world. And this is my one passport. 
And it's an Indian passport. I didn't have to change my citizenship. No, he used an Indian passport against all odds and challenges. He provided every bit. For 20 years, I have not had a salary and I've never ever been in debt in my life. And God has been faithful in providing every bit what he wanted me to do. I've never charged for a single concert in my life. Never asked for money. And God has been faithful in providing and supplying every bit. Even for the Olympic Games. Both the Olympic Games, the FIFA World Cup, they asked me, what are your charges? I said, I've never charged. They said, oh, we need to get into another board meeting to discuss how much to give because we never had this problem before. You see, but why do we think that money is the ultimate decider for everything to happen? Why do we think that only a corporate job can sustain my life here on this earth? Look at me, 20 years Amazing faithfulness from God. Provision to travel to every single country. Sometimes four countries in a day. He not only gave me the money to travel, he gave me the strength to travel. Going to Antarctica took me 69 hours from India to Antarctica and back. Just the flying time alone without the layovers. The temperature there goes down to minus 60 degrees Celsius. The wind is 300 kilometers an hour. I went there to do a performance for the scientists. And the man who was touched the most was the cook who said, it is a very lonely life here. Thank you for coming and sharing those words of encouragement and life. What is your excuse? You're saying, God, I'm not good enough. I don't have the strength. I'm a weak person. God, I'm not even healed. How can I talk about your healing? What is your excuse? We are living in the last days. Things that are happening is unbelievable. A 12th standard student taking the gun and shooting the principal. My goodness. Recently a girl came up to me and she said, I am struggling in life. She's 13 years old. I said, what happened to you? She said, at the age of 8 in Hyderabad, at the age of 8, I got involved with a guy. We became very intimate. We did everything but sex. By the time we were just going to have sex in the bus is when the teachers came and so we stopped. And she said, right now, I am struggling mentally because I have a lot of fantasies and I don't know what to do. I tried to kill myself many times. I'm unable to. Can you imagine a 13-year-old thinking so much and having so many challenges? This is what Today's world is going through. And what are we doing with the gospel? With a power that transforms our lives, gives us eternal life. And the last one, I'm going to conclude. And this time I would really request if all the cameras can be switched off for security reasons.
Let's pray, please. Shall we close our eyes? You can share to Jesus the excuses that you have been struggling with. And this, this afternoon you want to say, Benny, I just want to give up these excuses. When God was so gracious and loving that he did not even spare his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross, to bear that pain and the suffering, raise again on the third day, and give me eternal life by believing in him. I just don't want to keep it secret anymore. I will be intentional in sharing about Jesus. One way or the other. Whether I go to prison. Lose my job. Or even face death. There are people who have done that. It's not a new concept. But it's wonderful. We might be saved here on this earth or no terms of our physical body. But one thing I know for sure which matters the most is that one day I know that I will be with Jesus in heaven because I followed him in what he has told me to do. And because of his grace and his strength that in spite of my weaknesses and shortcomings that he has led me through Helping me to come back to the course. To share this love of Jesus. As all eyes are closed. If there's anyone here that you have never ever heard the gospel. Or you have never given your life to Jesus ever. And for the first time you want to say Benny I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart. And I want to start a new relationship with a God who is personal. Even though he's infinite but he's still a personal God. And I want to have a relationship with him. If there's anyone like that, as all eyes are closed, you have never given your life to Jesus and you want to say, Benny, I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart. You can just put your right hand up and you can put it down. Please put your hand down. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Yes, please. Thank you. Please put your hand down. Thank you. If there's anyone here, you have been struggling with your work and you have been saying, Benny, I know Jesus, I know all these things, but my work is not right. I've been seeing the things that are not right, thinking of things that are not right, doing things that are not pleasing to God. But today I feel convicted in my heart and I want to take this bold step by saying that I want to give up my own life and I want to rededicate my life back to Jesus. If there's anyone like that, you can put your right hand up and you can put it down. Yes, thank you. Yes, please put your hand down. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Yes, please put your hand down. Thank you. You making that decision is your personal decision and your choice. Let me lead you in prayer. Let's repeat the simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Lord, I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. Come into my heart, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord, and make me a new creation. Bless me, Lord, so that I can be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. You can open your eyes. Thank you, Pastor, for giving us this opportunity. And uh, we will be at the table. We have some CDs of us, my wife and myself. We did a mixed compilation CD called Best of Benny and Benny.
And if anyone wants to pick up a copy, you're welcome. There's no price. You decide the price, whatever you feel led by God. Uh, and we would love to say hello to you. Thank you, Pastor, and God bless you all. Why don't we all just rise up to our feet, please? And thank you, Benny. Thank you. It's been great to have Benny and his wife with us this morning. And, you know, let's carry that challenge that he's put before us to go share the gospel. Amen? To share about Jesus with others. And uh, for those of you who uh, made that commitment this morning for the very first time, uh, as Benny led in prayer, if you've done that, on our exits, um, our greeters will be waiting there with, uh, what color is the back today? Uh, green color, yeah. So that you'll, you'll find greeters at the exits with a green color bag. And if you prayed the prayer with Benny uh, this morning, and you gave your heart to Jesus, you received Jesus into your life, you prayed the prayer saying, God, help me to be a new creation. Just uh, stop with these greeters and say, can I have that bag? They will also have a card that says decision card. So if you don't mind, you could just write your name and number and give the card back. Take this green bag with you. It has some free resources that you could use uh, that will help you grow in your faith. So if you don't mind, please do that. The card will help us be in touch with you and help you on your journey of faith. So somebody from the church office will call you in the next few days uh, and be in touch with you to help you uh, grow in your journey. Let's close together, please. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, amen.